You're listening to the Resurgent ATL Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right. That was awesome. I feel good now. With, with worship uh, going on and then all that and then what Scott just said, I feel good. This was kind of a tough message to kind of like do. I was nervous and, I, and I've never gotten nervous about it. And I was like nervous for like two days. It's like Jada was like, are you okay? He's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. There's something going on. Um, but anyways, awesome. Luke, can you stand up? I got a prophetic word for you. By the way, is that cool? Awesome, man. So, so yeah, um, as we were just like kind of doing stuff, you know, you helped out today. And thank you so much for serving today. Uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Come on. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> but but uh, when we were when you were serving, you know, I got this word from the Lord of like, um, there's this thing that um, the Lord's starting to do this connection thing with you, and the Lord is uh, He's going to start uh, uh, building these connections with these other people. But not not only are you going to be building connections, but I feel like you're going to be the hub of connections, um, and and that out of that you're going to be able to create a culture out of those hubs of connections to be able to really just what in what sphere you're into to really make an impact in that area. And, and I just really felt like that was for you. So, so yeah, man, just receive it. Why don't you guys just stretch your hands to him, and we're just going to pray over Luke. So, yeah, so we just thank you, Father. We, we, uh, we pray for strategy. We pray for connections. We pray for family. We pray that, that these connections, this hub will be uh, just a, a family-oriented, Father, that it, that it would come out of family, out of connection and love. Um, and so we're so thankful for Luke, and you're really good in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. I hope that was that good. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. I was like, no, it wasn't. It didn't, it didn't make sense at all. <laughs> but it's good, though. I went to, um, you guys can laugh at this joke. I went to uh, uh, Home Depot. Yeah, I haven't even told it yet. You're already laughing. <laughs> it's so good. Um, right? So I was at Home Depot, and I'm, uh, I was getting some stuff. And uh, this guy walks up to me. He says, he said, hey, um, you work here, right? And, uh, and instantly I'm like, what? Like, you're going to, just because I am this skin color, you're going to say that I work here. And uh, he's like, well, I'm looking for this. And he was kind of in a rush. And, like, uh, like for a second, I'm like, I can't believe you just did that. But it's in owl six, bay nine. So, so yeah, so that's really good. <laughs> that was really good. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want you guys get in your Bible, get on your phones, whatever you guys want. Proverbs 24, 1, 6. This is a, a passion translation. Love the Passion Translation. I do the message because it's so simple, and I'm just, like, really simple-minded. Um, so message translation is just awesome for me. Uh, but I also read the Passion Translation. And, uh, and this is actually one of my favorite scriptures. Um, it, it is actually one of the things that I stand on. Uh, just a really uh, strong foundation for me. Um, it says this, uh, Don't envy the wealth of the wicked um, or crave their company, for they're obsessed with causing trouble and their, and their conversations are corrupt. Wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities. And through their intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. Because of their skilled leadership, the hearts of the people are filled with the treasures of wisdom and the pleasures of spiritual wealth. Wisdom can make anyone into a mighty warrior. And revelation knowledge increase strength. Wise strategy is necessary to wage war. And with many uh, astute ad- advisors, you'll see the path to victory more clearly. That is so good, man. That, that, yeah, it is. It's just that, that piece right there of building families, building businesses and communities, it's just so big. And it's so big in my heart. 
Um, uh, uh, I want to talk about Thanksgiving for a second. I know we're like, we're going towards more spring, but I want to talk about uh, Thanksgiving. So, um, so I have, uh, my dad's got 14 brothers and sisters. That is a lot. And I have, and because of that, I have 72 first cousins. So you have to only imagine. So, so a lot of them live in Mexico, but a lot of, a lot of them are here. So you got to imagine when I was a teenager, when I was a kid growing up, there, there would be like 50 people um, in a home, and we were getting ready for Thanksgiving. But before then, what was happening before Thanksgiving was my mom was making the food. She was making tamales. She was making mole. She was making pozole. All these other things, tacos, whatever you're thinking. That's what we were doing. And so, and so my mom would be prepping it, and she'd, you know, she'd uh, process it throughout the week of what she was going to do for Thanksgiving. Uh, my, and then, uh, you know, something would happen last minute, and my mom would have to make my dad run to the grocery store, and my dad would go, get the, go to the grocery store, and then my dad would come back. He'd get the wrong thing, and then he'd have to go back, right? So that, because that's what guys do, kind of, right? So, uh, but, um, but anyway, so, so that, so, you know, that scenario is going on, and, you know, we're, we're working towards Thanksgiving, right? We're working towards, um, I'm going to say this word a lot, the table, right? He, we're working towards the table, and, uh, and we get there, you know, we're, we're driving over there, we get there, and, uh, and all my uncles and aunts are there, all my cousins, all like 50 of them, and it's just crazy. Thank God that my, one of my uncles has like, it had like 10 acres, and we were able to do stuff there. Um, and so, uh, you know, uh, we, we get there, and all my aunts, you know, they're all getting their food, like I said, they all got tacos, pozole, you know, tamales, all those good things. You're probably getting hungry, I am. Uh, but, um, but, you know, we're getting there, and then um, all the cousins, all of us, we all go outside, and we're all playing. We all get, you know, some of us are getting in trouble. Some of our uncles and aunts are going outside and just saying, hey, you know, y'all quit it, whatever. And then, uh, and so then we have uh, the meal, you know, but there was a lot of work involved in all that, right? There, there's a lot of preparation, you know. There was a lot of calling, hey, where are we going to do this Thanksgiving, you know, how are we going to do this? What are you going to make? What, you know, what games are we going to be playing? What all this, you know? Are there, is there anything special we're going to do for Thanksgiving? There's a lot of preparation for that. Um, and so I want to talk about setting the table. What does it look like to set your table? Yeah? Let's think about that for a second. What does it look like um, to set the table that you're at? It could be your home. It could be your church. It could be whatever that looks like. But what is your table looking like, and how are you setting People are either bringing food, preparing, or they're preparing it at home, or maybe you're the new family member. Maybe you're the new boyfriend, the new girlfriend that just showed up and is super nervous, you know, and, uh, but you're coming. You're coming to the table, you know. Maybe you're one of those. And so if you guys uh, um, uh, want to go to Colossians 2.8, and, uh, and it says this. I'll read it while you guys look for it. Beware that no one distracts you or intimidates you in their attempt to lead you away from Christ's fullness by pretending to be full of wisdom when they're filled with endless arguments of human logic. For they operate with humanistic and clouded judgments based on the mindset of this world system and not the anointed truths of the anointed one. All right, so, so, so here's the thing. We're setting a table, whatever that looks like, and we're building a culture. Me growing up, us having Thanksgiving, us having those Christmas moments was creating a culture of my life of what, what life looked like, what family looked like, right? Because, you know, here in this church, we're setting a table, 
And, and whatever you guys are bringing, that's what's served, right? Whatever we're, whatever we're cooking, that's what's served. And, and, it, and it's not just a certain people that do it. It's the whole community. We cannot have a church without community. You know, it's, it's so awesome to be in this type of community where, where people are um, they're, they're mature, they're strong people, and it's so awesome to be a part of this type of community. And, and, but, and a lot of you guys are bringing uh, this food. You guys are, are preparing the table. You guys are helping all these things, and it's so awesome to see that. But you see, there's a problem. And sometimes the problem is that we let the, the outside culture cultivate what, what's going on in our lives. We let the outside culture cultivate what's going on in the church. All right. Sometimes the problem is that we become a thermometer and we're okay with it instead of being a thermostat. And that's the problem with society today, right? I'm not saying that it's you specifically, but that's, that's a, it's a problem. I mean, it's there. So, so instead of being a thermometer, why, why won't we become thermostats? It's, instead of them preparing the table for us, why won't we prepare the table for them? Come on. Right? We let our world government, school systems, et cetera, determine what our culture is going to be. We, let all, we, we just let it slide by. And see, and the other problem is distraction. We're letting ourselves be distracted by the most important thing, right, which is family. I mean, family is so big. I mean, Scott was talking about it, you know. Family is just such a huge thing in my life that, that we really need to cultivate family. We really need to build culture from the bottom up, right? We build that culture from the bottom up. You know, we're not going to see instant change in a, in a couple years. We might see it in 20 years. We might see it in 40 years. But we're going to see that culture change. And it takes, it takes a movement. It takes a community. It takes a city to actually see a city transformed, right? It takes a community to see, to see a city transformed. The church and the family unit are being distracted and it's true for its, in its true intention. So society likes to play a victim mentality. And that's another thing, too, is that, is that a lot of times we want to play the victim role of, like, but they are doing this, and they are doing that, and I can't do this because of that. No. We have to get, it out, get out of that role of, of, uh, of playing the victim mentality and, and looking for a hero, right? Because if we constantly keep on looking for a hero, we're always going to be a victim, and the, and the hero is always going to be the villain always and we need to stop looking at you know for for government help we got to stop looking for school help and all these things that's awesome that's great but what we truly need to do is go back to the family unit and really create culture there and really start setting the table there yeah i don't know if you guys have ever done this but uh um, i'm sure you have um but when i was a little kid uh, you know, we'd go to the, to the, um, to the city pool, stuff like that. And we'd jump into the pool and we'd start running around in the pool. And then you start creating this whirlpool. And then once you had so much momentum, you'd lift up your feet and then you just go at it. You guys remember that? And it was so much fun. And then other kids would come in and then, and then they would get in and then they would have the fun, you know, and then you'd kind of tell them, Hey, like you need to, you know, help us create this momentum because if you don't help us, you know, it's going to stop. 
So we need to keep on doing this momentum. Well, here's the thing. You know, we, we need to create momentum. What are you, are you coming into the pool? You know, and, and it's awesome. It's awesome when you guys come into this environment. It's awesome when you guys, you know, um, it's, it's your first time here and, and you're growing and you're doing all these things. But, but when you're in this, this type of environment, we want you to put your feet down and we want you to start pressing forward and we want you to start running with us and we want, and we want you to start creating that, creating that momentum. Because here's the thing, when we start creating that momentum, Okay, and then people start jumping to, into the pool. It's going to be irresistible. It's going to be irresistible to where people are going to want to be in that pool with us, right? Creating that culture. What does that culture look like? I know uh, I've noticed that on Instagram, we've been putting a, a lot of our core values. Um, you know, I encourage you guys to look at those core values of what we are. It's not. It's not the core values. It's like these are the core values of the kingdom. It is. A lot, you know, we, we probably don't have all of, all of them, but those are the core values, and we can and we can stand on those things and really just just go for it. You know, what are we storing up, and what are we what, what are we stirring, and what are we uh, preparing at the table? So, so that's just another question: is what are we stirring up when we get in there? What are we stirring up? Because you know, we could be we could be creating culture, but what type of culture are we creating? You know, we could be preparing the table again. You know, what type of food are we creating? Is it nice, rich, healthy, you know, food? Or is it rotted, old (laughs) food? You know, what are we preparing? And I, I told you guys about all the problems, right? And so now we got some solutions. The solution is the family unit in the church. The gathering together, okay? Man, I say, you know, a lot of people, I say church, and it's just like, oh, I don't know about that. You know? But it's the gathering together. When we gather together, when when we're here to get equipped, to go back out as saints, to go and do the ministry out in the city, in your workplace, all these places, that is the gathering together. When we come together and worship, it's, it's not something of like, oh, you know, this is what... This is just what the world has created. No, this, this has been happening, and this is what the Lord wants. The Lord wants us to, get, to gather together. The Lord want us, wants us to be united. You're being divided. There's something wrong. What happens when we get divided? The enemy is planning and scheming. See, here's the thing. We have to create unity. I'm not saying come to Research in Atlanta. We want you here. But be a part of a community where you can really put your feet down in the pool, prepare a great meal, right, and really serve this world and really give the world what they really want, which is the Father. They really want a Father, right? Moms and dads are the solutions, you know? We need that. We have so many moms and dads here, and it's so good to just to have them here and to be able to be a part of them. You know, I'm, I'm 29, about to be 30 years old, and it's just so awesome. Yeah, there you go. And it's just so awesome just to be surrounded by mothers and fathers that just love on you. They support you. They root you on. It's so good. I just, like, I look around, you know, just here, and it's just I see so many mothers and fathers here that just, you know, I, I love coming, and they encourage me, and it's really good. But that, that's the solution. You know, I've said it before. Um, I've said it in the past that um, uh, I was a part of a— I was a part of a church where um, in five years we had like over 500 people get saved. And, uh, 
And, and a part of that was that our church was still, that church was still about 150, 200 people um, that would come to the service. And, and, you know, we would always just kind of say, like, you know, what's the problem? Like, what's the deal? And it wasn't until after I left that I figured, I think I figured it out. And it's because we didn't have enough mothers and fathers in the back doors, you know, uh, talking to these people that were just getting saved. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was such a small town. And, and all these people were just getting saved. And it was so awesome. But they just, they were leaving. As they were entering, they were just leaving. And it's because we didn't have anybody to love them. We didn't have mothers and fathers. You know, as people are coming into, into this church, and at, or, or, or all the churches, as they're coming, we need mothers and fathers to represent the Father well, to represent Jesus well, to represent Holy Spirit well, you know? All, all of you guys have some sort of side of God. And, 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 when, you, and, and when we all come together, right, when we all come together, in unity, and see people come into this congregation, see people come into this, this community, and, and be loved, and be known, and be seen, and all these things, it will be irresistible, and they will want to plant their feet, right? I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and do a little plug-in, since I'm the children's church pastor. <laughs> Jed is laughing. It's like, oh, here we go. She's doing it. But, uh, but here's the thing, though. Okay. And, th and this is what's really good because I I'm, I'm a very futuristic person, and I love seeing into the future. I love thinking about the future. A lot of the times, like, Jada has to reel me back in, you know, or the people that I work with, they have to, like, reel me back in. It's like, hey, Roel, like, you're not listening to me. You're thinking about the future, you know. Like, I would be on a conversation, and, uh, and you know, they would be telling me things, and it's like, hey, Roel. Like, you're not really paying attention to me. You need to pay attention to me because I'm always in the future. And I love it. You know, it's all great. I'm learning how to be present, right? Because that's a challenge for futuristic people is that uh, to, to be present, yeah. you know? Uh, I, could be, I could be at work um, thinking about my family, and I could be with my family thinking about work. And there's that balance of just, like, you know, getting that. Anybody futuristic in here? Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's great. You guys know me. You guys, I feel known and seen. It's really good. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, but anyways, yeah, so, so Jada is always just like rescuing me from the future. It's like, come back, you know, because Jada is so present. It's such a nice balance um, to, to have like a wife that's just really present. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we're like polar opposites in there. But anyways, here's the thing. Okay, we don't have children's ministry to just do daycare for your kids. Come on. <laughs> Mic drop. There it is. I'm done. No, we're not doing children's ministry just to daycare to do daycare for your kids. We're not there for that. We we are here as a tribe. We are here as people, as a community, for every single kid to be cultivated in the culture that we're creating. So whenever they're even now, but, you know, let's just talk about the future. Even when they're teenagers, adults, you know, fathers, mothers, and grandparents, you know, they're going to they're gonna have the culture inside of them that we actually do see uh, the, the culture change in our city, right? But, but, you know, we want it now, 
And we are having it now. We, you know, it's, 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 it's glory to glory, you know. And, and sometimes we just have to push, right. It's so awesome. Who in here uh, works, uh, helps in children's ministry? Can you guys raise your hand? Yeah, uh, we're just so thankful. Why don't you guys give them a round of applause? And they are so awesome. They, they, man, they, they give themselves, they spend time with the kids, and sometimes it can be chaotic. And, you know, and sometimes, like, we go in there and, like, yes, we're just going to teach the kids, and we're, they're going to prophesy, and they're going to heal, and they're going to do all this. But, but we have to get them off of the other kid, and, you know, all these other things are going on. And, uh, but it's awesome, and it's so good because, you know, it's, it, it's part of the kingdom, they're kids. It's easy for them to grasp it. Uh, um, uh, you know, we, me and Jada, we, we pray this prayer every night. And, uh, uh, and, we, and we say this with our kids. Uh, we say, um, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven in our home. And, uh, and, and, you know, we do all the culture thing. We do all these things. And, like, uh, Addie, my daughter, Addie, she's seven years old. And, uh, and she's uh, getting to a place where she wants to communicate to me a lot. All right? And she'll call me. She called me the other day. And, uh, and it's kind of surprised me. It's like, oh, hey, Addy. And, uh, and I was working, and I, I was, like, in the middle of just, like, all these other things that I'm doing. And she, uh, she, uh, she says, ah, Dad, I need to talk to you. He's <laughs> like, okay, well, what's going on? He's like, I need you to hear me. Oh, okay. And I'm feeling like this, and I'm feeling like that. And I need you to do this. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow, she is powerful, right? <laughs> Raising our kids to be powerful, uh, you know, uh, our kids, if you're around them or, or uh, anything, they, uh, they're always saying, hey, I need you to respect my boundaries. They, they're, they're, they, have, they have learned the boundary thing, and now they abuse it, and, and, they, and they are powerful now. Me and Jada, I feel like I remember when they were just a little bit younger, they were gaining so much power. And it's just like, all right, guys, you guys are just using this for control and not for, you know, it's for your advantage. But they would always be like, you're, you know, um, you need to respect my boundaries. And they did that all the time. But we are creating something in our home that looks like the kingdom, you know, that whenever our kids, which we never get sick, but whenever our kids get sick or we get sick, we're praying and we're believing and we're in expectation that whenever, whenever we're, we're down or, or even if just the Lord's speaking to us, that we're prophesying, we're declaring things in our, in our home. That, that, we, that we're having strong boundaries, that we're, that we're having all these things. You know, we're generous people. We are loving people. We're, we're a people of grace, and, you know. And so, and so we're creating this culture so that way, you know, when my kids grow up, they'll be able to take on the world and really just take that on out, right? And, and it's not, and, it, and here's the thing, it's, it's not just to build it for a generation. It's to build it for eternity. It's to build it forever, Right, we we don't we're not we're not pushing in this pool, and we're not preparing the table, just for a moment. We're preparing the table and 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 we're pushing in the pool to create a legacy, of what the world's going to look like, right? No, I don't want to get into eschatology, but we want it to look good, because we're responsible for it. We're responsible for this world. So what are we going to do? And it's so good because Scott was saying it, you know, about rest. You know, because I, I say all, I'm a doer. I, I say all these things, action, all these things, but at the same time, it's in a place of rest. And it's a place of sonship. You do the most in the place of daughtership and sonship than you will ever running around trying to strive. And you will never get, you, you will never get done what the Lord's actually planned in your life than if you, if you just become a son or a daughter, right, and, and, uh, and, and, and do it in rest. 
So yeah. And then the last thing, the church is a solution. It is. It's one of the solutions to, to all these things. You know, I, I, we have, I have so many friends and I have all these things that, that people are church hurt, you know, because of leadership or because of this and that and, and all these things. And, you know, we're not perfect, you know, and, and, uh, and, and obviously we're trying to, we're trying to go and we're, we're, we see the vision and we see what God's doing and we're doing those things. But, but here's the thing is that we have to get out of the, not that we have to get out of it, but the fact that we, we need to be a culture, we need to be a community that, that can do brave communication. That we can be a community that we, we can actually talk about what's going on. Because I hear it all the time that people are leaving and what didn't they do? They didn't communicate well. They didn't communicate what was going on in their heart. They didn't do what Addie does that calls me and says, um, Dad, you did this, and, and I feel like this, and I need you to do this. It's so good. That right there, that little tool changed my life uh, of doing that. I learned it in, well, I've, I've known it, and then like, but I really learned it in first year at Surge. It's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And so we do that at home all the time. You know, me and Jada, we sit down. You know, Jada will come to me or I'll come to Jada. Hey, I, I feel like this. And, uh, and, I, and you know, so, so this is what's going on, and I need you to do this. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't know that I was affecting you in that way. And a lot of the times in the community, we're feeling some sort of way, and we'll hide it inside of ourselves and not say a word, and they get church hurt without really knowing the solution, without really knowing the intention of the other people. You know? And then, and then here we are. The more people we have, the more culture we can create. <laughs> the more people we have, the more momentum we can create. And, and it's, not, it's not for us to be like, oh, this is resurgent Atlanta. No, it's for God. It's like, look at God. Look at what he's doing. It's in, our, it's, it's in my heart to really see God move so powerfully. He's, still, he's doing it right now. He's moving powerfully. Right? So here it is again. What are you preparing? How's your Thanksgiving going? How's the pool? Are you stepping down? Are you, are you, are you standing at the pool and running? Because there's moment that, here's the thing. There's going to be tension when you, there's going to be tension when you run in the pool. Because here's the thing. The world is taking you one way and you're, you're trying to go the kingdom way. Right? And you're going to see these things, and you have to be prepared. Sometimes, you'll be, you, sometimes you can get tired doing it, but you got to keep on pushing. We, we have to create that momentum to be able to see the kingdom advanced. Yeah? Is that good? You're good, man. Take that call. See what's going on. <laughs> Jesus is calling. That's it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why don't you guys stand up? I want you guys, uh, can we get some music going? I want you guys to, uh, to get together with your family. And uh, if you don't have a family member with you, uh, those that do have a family, adopt somebody. It's really good. Yeah. I think it was... Uh, I think it was Bob Jones, the one that said, he gave a prophetic word saying that uh, 
that family was going to be part of the revival. All right, Atlanta has gotten so many prophetic words about revival. And uh, I really believe that family is the key. Church is the key to see revival in our city of Atlanta. And, and as you guys are holding each other, um, all these things, you guys are part of that solution to see a legacy, to, to not just see a little breath of change, but to see an everlasting change in our communities. I didn't have the best household when I was growing up. I had a great dad, a great mom, but they didn't know Jesus, all right? And I was able to stand on that and be able to go higher than my parents did. And so we're creating that momentum for our kids, our grandkids, our great-grandkids to be able to go higher than what we did. And, and, and I'm seeing all these people here. I'm seeing all the families here. And, and, and I see patriarchs and matriarchs, right, uh, of, of generations to come, of like, man, that our, our great-great-great-grandparents actually did something. I'd like to write a book one day just so my great-great-grandkids can read it. See what great-great-grandpa Raul did. <laughs> my grandpa was Mexican. It was awesome. <laughs> We're all mixed now. <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> can't get away from that. Huh? But, it's, but it's good, though, because we, we do want to see that happen. We do want to see a legacy. What are you going to leave whenever you, whenever you, uh, whenever you die? What do people? What do you want people to say about you? Yeah. I want people to, to to say that I just love well. Yeah. That goes far. That goes so far to be able to love people well where they're at. I love going. I love going into uh, Walmart, and I never do the the self checkout. I always go to the people that are checking you out just because I want to talk to them. I take my time with them. How are they doing? Just love them well. Yeah. Let's go ahead and pray. Yeah, as you guys, so, so what I want you guys to do, you guys are already holding each other, loving on each other. You know, you guys, we're about to pray. Um, I want you guys to pray over your family and what culture looks like. And I want you, I want you to pray to God, what does my table look like? What does my meal look like? And what does my pool look like? All right. So here we go. Yeah, you guys go ahead and go. Yeah, I'm just so thankful, Father, of what you're doing in these families, that we will become people that build culture and leave legacy. And not just declare over the families here in Resurgent Atlanta that we will see the city transformed for revival. That we will see the city moved because of you, Lord, because of families that are willing to get into the pool, sit at the table and prepare a meal. Yeah. 
just so thankful, Father. Yeah. You guys should stay there. That this will be a moment. This will be kind of like our stones of, hey, I'm going to create culture. I'm going to create healthy families. I'm going to help create healthy community. That this would be a stone. kids, grandkids, great-grandkids, that they will get the culture and that they will know you, Father, and that they will love well. And we just declare over our children that they will love well and they will know you and they will want to know who you are. 